have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make Your Day Count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In what God is doing. And God is doing awesome thing in the earth realm. God is shining brighter than any other light. The light of God shine brighter. I know there are a lot of different light, but they are all dim light. When the true light comes, it will shine all other lights. And that's the light that we are connected in. Oh. <laughs> in his light is light. In the light of the Lord, we find light, we find revelation, we find hope, we find insight, we find the way that is right for us to go. Preach it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm very happy this morning, uh, the 29th day of August, and we, we're closing in on September right there. God is a good God. He has kept us alive and well. He has he is is there with us. No matter what we have, when we started the year, the, God is there. And when we're going to end it, God is there. He's always there. And so being encouraged this morning as you tune in to uh, Make Your Day Count. All this week, we're going to be talking about connecting with God. Our first priority must be to connect with God as we connect with God, then we're able to connect with our family with ease and able to connect with our community in church using the principles, the characteristics, and the attributes of God. But first, we must connect with God, and then everything else will flow from there. See, here it is. The devil plan is to get us disconnected from God. And once that he succeeds there, every other connection that we make is going to fail. Every other connection that we make will fail. God is the centerpiece of all humanity, all human beings, all of us. He made us for him. See, here, here the scripture was that we were not made of ourselves. None of us, nor any other uh, force that create the human race. God did. Well, why did he do it? He do it for his glory and for his purpose. So when we disconnect away from God, everything go wrong. Yeah, he did it to connect heaven with earth. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it reads, Then mm -hmm. God said, let us make man in our image, Come on. according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God and the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. Jesus, yeah. us, let us You're make man in our, our image. image. And there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we were created to have dominion over all things. And when God made man here on the sixth day, 
Everything was already prepared that was needed for life, that was needed for us to inhabit, to be able to multiply and to prosper here in the earth realm. Everything was already given. And he told unto Adam and Eve to tend to the garden and keep it. So all things were already given on to them. Total dominion. It was for them to enjoy, for them to tend, and for them to keep. You said something on this morning as we studied the Word of God together. We are connected together and studied the Word together. You said that one of the purpose uh, of, of us being on earth is to bring heaven on mm-hmm. earth, which is so powerful, that revelation, that life. Because thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth through us, through men. We can, we can see the power of God on earth. And the scripture you just read, because he make us in his image and in his likeness. So since we are in the image and likeness of God, we will show forth what heaven is on earth. Oh. Total dominion. <laughs> That's right. We are connected with God. We operate in total, total dominion. dominion. A separation came then in Genesis chapter 3. Verse 1, when they allowed themselves to have a conversation with the devil. And we know we cannot allow ourselves to have a conversation with the devil. We cannot let those thoughts, those whispers, those um, that provoking of the enemy, we cannot allow it to settle in our mind and to begin to converse with it. But they did. They did do that. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So the beast of the field had no place in the garden, but he was given access. Yes, He creeped on in there and started a conversation with Eve and caused Eve to think that she was missing out on something. That's how the devil operates. He wants you to think that you are missing out on something when you are following the will of God. Well, the only thing you are missing out on is what they then experienced, which was separation, which was devastation, which was shame. Those are the only things that we're missing out on when we stretch, when we are straight, when we keep the word of God, the way of God. Yes. So what? Once the devil Mm -hmm. play in our head, he started playing our head that we're missing out and something, then he will connect us to that something. <laughs> that, Reroute. Yes, you, you know, it, it, it will disconnect mm-hmm. you from the real deal, which is God, which is dominion power, which is absolute everything that we need, and now connect us to something that never lost. Mm-hmm. And that's good because he was connecting them to <laughs> a fruit. Yeah. He was directing their attention, directing their worship to a fruit, fruit. instead of what God, the Spirit of God, had already released onto them. Yeah. The totality of being connected with God. The enemy worked to just deter all that attention onto one tangible thing, one temptation, which was the fruit. fruit. Yes. And, and she falls for it. Mm-hmm. And she falls for it. So here's our primary purpose. Connect to God, number one. Why? Because here in, in chapter 3, 
And if you we look back, go further in chapter 3, we, because Adam and Eve heed to the voice of the enemy, then this connection came. Then the Lord, in verse 22, then the Lord God says, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord sent him out of the garden. The Lord what? Sent him out of the garden. So he's gone from a place of dominion to a place of struggle. He's gone from a place of dominion to a place of struggle. And we wonder why we struggle. We wonder why so much things coming against us. And here what? The good news is that John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish now out in that land of struggle, but have eternal life. Why? Because the wages of sin bring separation. Mm -hmm. And it tells us that the specific tree that they ate of in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, it's called the tree of knowledge. knowledge. But there in verse 24 of Genesis chapter 3, the tree that they guarded them away from was the tree, tree of, life. of life. So they did not want them to be preserved in that sin state. Yeah. So they were caused, they were directed away and the flaming swords were put to guard the tree of life because they didn't want them stuck in their sin. God didn't want them stuck in their separation. He didn't want them stuck in their current condition. So through Jesus Christ, we've been reconciled back onto God. We've Ooh, been reconciled tough. onto him. So they were sent out so that they weren't stuck in that situation. So they weren't forever fossilized in sin. Can you imagine... Uh, are they have access mm -hmm. to the tree of life? Now they they would live forever mm -hmm. in that condition, in that sinful condition. But for God so that's why John three sixteen is so amazing. For God so loved the world that He protect us from that state of everlasting condemnation, mm -hmm. that state of everlasting punishment, torment. God loves us. Ooh, and this Monday morning, I want to tell you, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And it doesn't matter what you do or what you say. He loves you. When they became aware of their state, when they felt then as if they were naked, they began to sew fig leaves, the Bible tells us, together to create a covering for themselves. But it was inadequate. And God came and he gave them tunics, skins of animals. So there was a shedding of blood, blood. there yeah. for their sin. And then that was the continual way all through the Old Testament that they covered up their sins with through blood. atonement with yes. blood, the blood of an animal. animal. But when we come into the New Testament, and, and the book of Hebrews explains it very well in Hebrews chapter 9, it talks about that the way they used to do it, that how they continually had their sin before them, and they were continually shedding the blood of animals for atonement from their sin. Once Jesus' blood was shed, it was shed once and for all, for all sin. 
So our sin is not continually before us anymore, and we're looking for a way to cover it up. That is not so. Through Jesus Christ's blood, all sin was paid once and for all. That's why you don't see then in the New Testament a continual shedding of blood. It was done. It was fulfilled. The ransom has already been paid from every hostage situation with the enemy through the blood of Jesus Christ. So the blood of Jesus was shed for the forgiveness of our sin, and it was also shed for other purposes as well, to cleanse our conscience from dead works in order for us to serve the living God. It was also shed for the restoration of our body, our wholeness. It was shed to break poverty. It was shed um, for many reasons to reconcile us back on to God. So there is power in the blood of Jesus. He was the final Passover lamb. And we know that in the Old Testament, when they put the blood of the Passover lamb upon their doorposts and such, that the destroyer had to pass over. The spirit of destruction had to pass over. And we know that they applied that blood in the Old Testament with hyssop. And we know when Jesus Christ was on the cross that they put the hyssop to his mouth when they gave him the water. So the hyssop, his blood that was shed, it was shed in the totality for every sin, every condition, every corruption. His blood was shed to redeem us from that. So we must apply the blood of Jesus. We must declare the power of the blood, the communion power of the blood of Jesus Christ. It is available unto all. We want to invite you tomorrow night, a very important night, Tuesday night, August 30th, at Celebration Tabernacle Church, 7 p.m. We have a one-hour faith service, faith night, 1010 Dixon Boulevard. Join us tomorrow night, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321 638 0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. You're listening to WMIE, Coco, Merritt Island, Melbourne, Titusville, and the Beaches, 91.5 FM, as well as W272BA, Coco Beach, and Vieira. FM 102.3 to make a difference here it's all to give it's time to let the light in let the light in what's so we Hello, everyone, and welcome to Turn the Light On with Pastor Kevin Radlin in Cherche, France. Turn the 